Bear Creek, good to have you all here. We're excited. This is our VBS Sunday. I'm not sure we're going to have too many VBS kids here today. I'm hoping yeah, we do. We have Cora and we have, what's her name? I can't remember. <laughs> Brynn. And it looks like we've got, is that Mason out there? I see somebody else out running around. And of course, Anna, our new little one, she came to VBS. She's only three months. She knows all the songs and everything. She's amazing. So, well, we're going to invite you to please stand, I think, right? Will, you're going to teach us something? We got some singing to do, so get on your feet this morning, everybody. We're going to the Caribbean this morning. So get on your Calypso dancing shoes, and let's learn a new song together. Listen once, and then I'll have you sing it back to me. Take my life and let it be consecrated, Lord. Let's to try me. it. Take my life and let it be consecrated, Lord, to thee. My turn. Take my moments and my days. Let them flow in ceaseless praise. Your turn. Take my moments and my days. Let them flow in ceaseless praise. My turn. Take my moments and my days. Let them flow in ceaseless praise. Your turn. Take my moments and my days. Let them flow in ceaseless praise. Take my life and let it be consecrated, Lord. You know this to one. Here we go. Take my life and let it be consecrated, Lord, to thee. Let's sing together. We're all going to sing. Here we go. Take my hands and let them move at the impulse of thy love. Take my feet and let them be swift and beautiful for thee. Take my feet and let them be Swift and beautiful for thee. Take my hands and let them move at the impulse of my love. Here we go. Take my blessing and my grace, sharing freely all our fed. Take the loaves and fishes too, bless and break them in my love. Take the loaves and fishes too, bless and break them in my love. Take my blessing and my grace, sharing freely all our fed. One more time. Take my blessing and my grace, sharing freely all our fed. All right, let's give ourselves a hand. Awesome, and you may be seated. And Will, we've got something happening on August 20th. What's going on? In two weeks, Calling all shower singers, all radio singers, everybody who <laughs> sings in the car, in the forest, on the beach, walking your dog. You know who you are. On August 20th, make your coffee the night before and set your alarm a little <laughs> earlier. And I want to see you in here at 9 a.m. And we're going to learn one song to sing as a Bear Creek summer choir. So anyone who loves to sing, no singing experience needed, just come and join us August 20th at 9 a.m. and we'll sing something in worship that morning. And if you are one of those shower singers, just wear some clothes, please. That's all I can say. All right, we got a couple other things going on. We have a Mariners games. How many, how many games in a row have the Mariners won? I think five has it been five they're rocking it right now or is it six so we've got a mariners game on august 26th it's a saturday which is really cool because rarely do you have a one o'clock saturday game and it's a one o'clock saturday game so if you'd like to go to that there's a, a a place on your bulletin where you can kind of look and get it registered or you can just talk to me also on september 10th we have ordered, I can't believe how big this TV screen is, 20 feet. It's a 20-foot TV screen that we got on Amazon.com for not very much money. And we blew it up the other day, and it looks really cool. We're going to put that out there, and we are going to have the world's biggest block party. So um, that's the 10th. And I need, I'm especially looking for guys, because um, I want the guys to run the show. 
we're going to, um, so if you're interested in helping me get this block party going, that would be awesome. Um, Scott Palazzola is the one who got the big TV for us, um, or the screen. And we're, uh, Devin has looked into a dunk tank, so we're going to get a dunk tank here. and It should be a lot of fun. We've got some great food that is coming. So one thing you could do as you plan is first, who are you going to invite because this is an invitation party. We want to get people to invite someone else, someone you know, someone who hasn't been to the church, or somebody who has been to the church you haven't seen in a while. Let's bring them to the block party. And then the other thing I want you to do is think about maybe your favorite side dish to bring. We'll have all the meats and all the other stuff. And, you know, we do have a couple vegetarians in our group, so, you know, if we have a veggie side, that would be even more awesome. So bring that along. So think about that. Also then, uh, later on in October, we're going to have a marriage class because, man, I've had all of you just, uh, especially the guys have been coming up to me lately, just real frustrated with their wives. No, that's not true. Or their partners. That, that is not true. That's not true. <laughs> anyway, so that marriage course is coming in in October. So um, I'm going to invite all of our children on up here for a second. So if you'd like to come on just gather right around here, and, well, there's Emerson. I didn't know if she came. Oh, hi, how are you? All right, you can just sit here for a minute. Hey, there's somebody missing today. Where? DJ, Help. DJ Cupcake, Help. where are you? Where, Help, I'm stuck. DJ? I'm stuck. Where's DJ? I'm stuck. Oh, my goodness. I'm stuck. Oh, my goodness. I'm well, stuck. DJ, what are you doing? There I'm stuck are. behind a pile of cereal. Oh, for crying out loud. There you are. Well, Thank DJ, you. that's awesome. Um, you've been working with us on a food truck, right, DJ? I've been helping you get your baked goods in order. Did you know that I was once in Haiti and they had a food truck too? Really? Yeah. It was run by a friend of mine. His name is Bruce Bloomer. I was going to show you some pictures. When Bruce was going into second grade. Is there anybody going into second grade here? Yeah, a couple of you, right? Yeah. Well, when he was going into second grade, his dad took him to the country of Haiti. And they went to this little island, um, this little island called Loganoff Island. It's the poorest island in all of Haiti. And he met a little boy. See that little boy? Does he look hungry? He was. He was really hungry. And Bruce thought, wow, I didn't know somebody could be that hungry. And then, all these people, they were just hungry. He went home, and he thought, what could I do? I'm only a second grader. What could I do for those people? And so he started to pray about it and think about it. And then he went to college and still thought about it, prayed about it. And then he started a whole big ministry there. And there's Bruce now. He's been to Haiti 52 times in his life. And he has started a ministry to feed all those people. Those kids, see, they're getting food this time, aren't they? Yeah. That was uh, my friend Bruce. And then he started to work, and he goes to all sorts of churches, and he tells the story of Loganoff Alive or Haiti Alive, and they don't have a doctor there. Do we have a doctor in the house? We have a couple doctors, three doctors here in the house. Yes. Well, nurses, do we have some nurses too? Yes, all right. Well, that is awesome because on that island, there wasn't one nurse or doctor. And so he started raising money to help some nurse and one doctor, one person from that island to go get training. And now they have a doctor and a nurse, but they don't have any hospital. But guess what they're building? A hospital. And this all started because of a second grader 
somebody who was going into second grade decided that he wanted to do something special for somebody in need. So I want you all to think, what maybe could you do really put your heart to it? Maybe you could do something special like Bruce did. You think you could? You'd probably need some other people's help, right? That was the great thing about Bruce. He could talk. <laughs> he really used his gift. So let's pray. And DJ, you too. You think about something you could do too. Because, you know, puppets or cupcakes, they can do a lot in this world too. Can you pray after me? Can you pray with me? Dear God, thank you for cupcake. And each of us, help us to know that we can make a difference. We can help feed the world. Amen. Now, if you were in Vacation Bible School, if you'd like to stand up here, I think we'll do the 5-2-1, maybe. Okay, food truck party. We'll do food truck party and 5-2-1. And if you'd like, you can either stay and, and stand and, and do it too, or if you'd like to go back with your mom and dad, you can watch. Okay, yeah, that's right. Good to have you here. Let's stand right up here, okay? If you've got your health watch on, just double check your, you know, with uh, your vitals there. So many people gathered round to hear what Jesus had to say. And as the sun was sinking down, all of their bellies start to ache. They came what they had. The Lord multiplied. There's more than enough. Cause Jesus provided.
everybody ate their fill And they collected what was left The baskets overflowed With more than they had started with They gave what they had The Lord multiplied There's more than enough Cause Jesus provided We'll do that at the end, okay? We'll do the quest. Yes, you can go. You can go. And I'll have to get you candy later. So I do want to say that these three were just a sampling. We had up to 30 kids uh, here um, every day, um, aged about two and a half. I think we had a little two and a half year old and, and up to uh, 62 years old, I think, or wait a minute, I don't know, we had Marge and Ted, I think they're 63, I think, right in there. So anybody who helped with Vacation Bible School, if you'd stand, even if you helped decorate and put things up, because I know there's two there that did that. <laughs> Woo! Yes. And a super big, I, here's what I want you to do. I want you to all stand up and put an O like this. Turn to Danielle and then go O, a standing ovation. Oh, she did an awesome job. All right. The, uh, so super. Um, where are we at? And now we're going to share in our offering this morning as we watch a slideshow from this week. Yeah, here's all the pics of all the kids doing all sorts of stuff. We'll take an offering.
All right. We'll, we'll show some more. We can show more of that during Cindy. We could do that later during communion, too. So now we're going to share in our scripture this morning. We have two readers sharing with us. Sometime after this, Jesus crossed the far shore of the Sea of Galilee, and a great crowd of people followed him because they saw the signs he had performed by healing the sick. Then Jesus went up on a mountainside and sat down with his disciples. The Jewish Passover festival was near. When Jesus looked up and saw a great crowd coming toward him, he said to Philip, Where shall we buy bread for these people to eat? He asked this only to test him for he already had in mind what he was going to do. Philip answered him, It would take more than half a year's wages to buy enough bread for each one to have a bite. Another of his disciples, Andrew, Simon Peter's brother, spoke up. Here is a boy with five small barley loaves and two small fish. But how far will they go among so many? Jesus said, Have the people sit down. There was plenty of grass in that place, and they sat down. About 5,000 men were there. Jesus then took the loaves, gave thanks, and distributed to those who were seated as much as they wanted. He did the same with the fish. When they had all, when they had, all had enough to eat, he said to his disciples, Gather the pieces that are left over. Let nothing be wasted. So they gathered them and filled 12 baskets with the pieces of the five barley loaves left over by those who had eaten. After the people saw the sign Jesus performed, they began to say, surely this is the prophet who has come into the world. a slow alleluia this morning to give thanks for this great word. Cindy was on her way home from work. She uh, has to get on Highway 2 after coming from I-5. So if you've ever gone up I-5 and then tried to get on the 2, you know how packed that is in the afternoon sometimes. So she decided to take a little different way. And on the way home, so she went through Everett. And then she got on that little, there's a little curve there that kind of uh, ramps up onto uh, Highway 2. But on there, that's two lanes there, and she was in the outside lane, there's another road that comes in, kind of merges into it. And uh, she's got the right of way, but this guy comes barreling right through and almost hits her, puts on the brakes, and then just starts laying on the horn. Like, she's at fault, right? And she's thinking, I'm not even at fault here. Just laying on it, gesturing all sorts of gestures i can't do all the gestures i mean just going to it mad 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 and so finally cindy gets on highway two and this guy follows her right behind her coming up real fast and backing off 
coming up real fast, honking, honking, honking. She exits on Epley Road. That's kind of where her exit is. And sure enough, hoping the guy will just keep going by. Nope. Follows her right on her tail, that far from her bumper. And she's thinking, what in the world am I going to do here? Got her phone out, getting ready to call the police if she has to. And all of a sudden, the guy backs off and then just comes roaring right towards her and swerves off and passes her and flips her off. And he's gone. She kind of ducks as he goes by, kind of worried that he might even shoot her. Anybody have an experience like that in their lives? We, we, we experience that occasionally, right? I mean, some of us, or at least we've heard of somebody, right, that has been a victim of that kind of road rage. We live in a world that's so angry, it seems like, sometimes. And sometimes I think we're angry because we feel like we have no agency, that we don't matter. We feel like we're just kind of like a, a pawn, a number in the ball game. And so sometimes I think people do that just to feel like they're alive again. I don't know. I have no idea why they get so angry. But I want you to think about it. Each of us has agency. We have power. What we do makes a huge difference and affects all sorts of people. Even when we're on the road, how we drive makes a difference. We can affect the world negatively or we can affect the world positively. It's been about 100 years ago now, not quite that long ago, maybe 90, that the Depression, the Great Depression, came upon our country. And there was a huge drought. I mean, it was really a climate event, too. It was a climate change event. The farming practices that we were using back then had kind of just taken the topsoil off the ground, and, and, our, and it just blew all over the world. Uh, and it was a terrible event. And it was a difficult, difficult time for especially those folks that were in the prairie in the Midwest, Oklahoma, Kansas, South Dakota, Nebraska, all those, all those states there. And there's a story of a, of a family that was farming out in that community, out, out in the Midwest, and they were struggling. And the more it didn't rain, the more angry the dad got. He was frustrated. He knew he was going to lose the farm. He was mad. He was upset. He had two little kids. And so he used to love hanging out with the kids, but it had gotten to him. And so he started getting mad at the kids all the time. And one day, he watched as his little son pumped some water out of the pump. And there was hardly any water in there, he thought. And he took it in his palm of his hand, and he was carrying it out to the tree belt. And the whole time, of course, a little kid carrying water, you know how it goes, right? Gets quite a bit of water and dribbles, 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 had hardly any left. And he thought, what in the world is he doing with that water? That water's precious. We need that water, and he's spilling it all over. What in the world is he doing? So he watched a couple other times, and then finally the third time, he watched as his son took it out to the tree belt, and he followed him, and he was just about ready to nail him, you know, just yell and scream at it like, what in the world are you doing? And he realized the little boy was taking the water to a little baby deer. And he, he was showing compassion. And that act turned the heart of that dad. He realized, what in the world? Why am I getting so mad at my son? He's just trying to help somebody else. And that changed him. And he caught himself. And he was able to correct, right? He was able to correct his heart. And his son's compassion changed how he walked through the depression. Today we hear an amazing story of Scripture. And there's a couple of ways you might read this Scripture story. We might read it as, and I will just put a little just there, um, because sometimes I think when we just see it as a miracle of Jesus, one of the miracles of Jesus, that Jesus did this. Jesus took the five loaves of bread, and where's Lee, or is it fish? I keep saying the wrong <laughs> Five loaves of bread, I keep saying fish there, and then two fish, right? And Jesus, through a miraculous, you know, uh, 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 just a, 
an event that uh, is greater than this world's rules and laws, made it into, fed 5,000 people and they had 12 baskets left. So it's either a miracle of Jesus, which it can be, I think it still was, or we can read the scripture passage as it really was something that this little boy inspired. This little boy who had Christ in his heart, compassion and love in his heart. And the way I look at it is it's, it's a, a story of scarcity. In times of scarcity, all these people, uh, you know, 5,000 people gathered or more, and no food? Come on. There's food out there. They just don't want to give it up. They are, they're in a time of scarcity. They want to hold it to themselves. They want to hoard it. They want to keep it because they're afraid there's not going to be enough for, for their family. And so, so instead of sharing it with everyone, the disciples go out and try to get food. No, no, no. They hold it. They hold it back. But this little boy doesn't. He's willing to give. He's willing to let go of all that scarcity and believe in the abundance of God's love. And so this little boy is the only one who shares. And so where did all the other baskets come from? Well, I think the little boy, the Christ in that little boy, inspired all the others to let go of what they were holding on. And they began to share too. Two different interpretations that you, you can choose which one you want to go on. But that little boy, one little boy, one little child with a pure heart, willing to give everything they have, can truly change the world. Do you agree with me? I, I think it can happen. In my family, food was a big deal. Um, I find it kind of hard to believe I live now in a family where I throw out probably a third of the food we have every other week in the refrigerator because we don't eat it all. Because we were a family of 10, didn't have a lot. Food was something very precious. These kind of boxes, for instance, I never once got to eat the real Fruit Loops. <laughs> it was always a generic box pure white with black letters. Boy, they had no advertising skills in the generic cereal boxes. But I mean, we never got the good stuff. And so we struggled sometimes with food. I remember times when we lived um, in Rapid City, uh, we were all a little bit older, going to, going to try to find enough food or go buy food at a grocery store, and we had to put stuff back because we didn't have enough money. So it's always been a struggle. And it's also been a, a struggle historically for my family because my mom and dad grew up in South Dakota during the Depression. And my dad um, got so, uh, my dad's dad, my grandpa, took off in the middle of the Depression. So it was just my grandma and five kids. And they were in a little town, and grandma was basically folding clothes, ironing clothes, washing clothes, just to make ends meet. And sometimes they didn't have enough food. And during the 30s, my dad's stomach, believe it or not, got distended. And so they sent him to a hunger camp. I didn't call it a hunger camp, uh, but he had to go to a camp there. And I remember asking him, um, well, what was that like, Dad? I mean, did you like that camp? And he said, like it? I loved it. Three meals a day. Are you kidding me? I mean, it was the best time of my life, he said. I, I mean, it was fantastic. We got three meals a day. That was the best summer of my life, really, during that depression. And so, as I think about food, and I think about the ministries of the church, and so many of our ministries involve food, right? We have a food pantry that comes here every Sunday. Folks come to get food. Um, my grandma, one time, we were there, we used to go there in the summertime, and we'd three of us at a time would get to stay for a week at my grandma's and she was painting her house. And she was painting the house and uh, it was a cousin of ours that was doing the painting. And he came in and he said, uh, um, what do you want me to do with that mark on the side of your house? 
And Cindy, can you show just the mark? Not the, not the, not all of them, but the single mark. Yeah, it was this. It was a circle and an X that was on her house. And Grandma said, well, I, no, you, you need to keep that on there or we got to repaint it. And, and he said, no, you can't do that. You know what that mark is. That's a hobo mark. And, I, and uh, so I'm listening to all this thinking, what is a hobo mark, man? So Cindy, show all the marks that hobos had. They had all sorts of marks that they would put on people's houses to kind of give them clues as to who is helpful and who is not. So go back to the one that was on Grandma's place. Good place to ask for food is what it means. <laughs> and so she had that mark on there. And so the, my cousin said, you can't keep that mark. I mean, you're always getting people stopping by, and that's why, because of that mark. It was a railroad town. And so he painted it over, and my grandma was pretty upset. And so he painted it over, and after he left, he said, this is what that house is. And she said, you know, your grandpa, he had a disease. He was sick. He wasn't sick in his body, but he was sick in his mind. And so when he took off during the Depression, he wasn't well. And he ended up being on the railroads, riding the railroads illegally. And about uh, when he was uh, 61, uh, my grandma got a call, and he had been beaten by a policeman with a billy club, and he was killed. And they found him dead on the railway. And my grandma shared this with us. And she said, the only thing that stopped me from being bitter and angry was there in my grandpa's hand was a brown paper sack. And in the brown paper sack, was some food. And in the food and in the sack, there was, you can always find food at Aunt Elizabeth. And so she found out who Aunt Elizabeth was. Aunt Elizabeth had one of these spots here on her house as well, and she gave, she made five to ten uh, little food sacks every day, and, and hobos would come and get them. And she said, that made me feel so wonderful that someone cared about your grandpa that much that they, got a, they, they made sacks. So then grandma said, this is my house. And so she got on the ladder. She had us make a marking on the house just in the upper right-hand corner with a circle, X. And uh, then that night, we each made a sack. And so the next morning, we got all excited, thinking, oh, wow, maybe we'll get the chance to give these sacks out. So we got up about 8 o'clock, and they were all gone already. Grandma said that the train comes at 5.53. <laughs> and she said they had already come. And, but that marked me. That was kind of a baptism moment for me. That was a, a water mark. We didn't just put that, uh, you know, that insignia up on Grandma's house that became an insignia on my heart. I began to realize that people who really love others have an X and a circle on their heart, and they're willing to make room for other people who are in need. Every church should have a great big circle with an X on it in knowing that there's room to help someone else. We have so many ministries in our church that are about that, are reaching out beyond ourselves, making room for somebody in need. And I want to, you to think about ways we can continue to be that kind of house, that kind of people, that kind of family. And one of the things we've done today is this whole week we've been collecting cereal boxes. And these cereal boxes are going to go to a food pantry. Another way we can be, a circle with an X in it. And when I'm talking X here, I'm not talking the new Twitter insignia. <laughs> so let's Think about that. How can each of us impact the world by leaving a little room and, and giving a symbol out into the world that we're here to help? And all the people said,
So, before we come into Holy Communion, when I was a kid, we always said table grace or sang it. And so I thought we could sing a couple table graces. Anybody? So if you got one, I'm going to teach you one first. So the, this one you can just sing after me. God is good. God is great. And we thank God for our food. We're going to thank God in the morning, noon, and night. We're going to thank our God because God's out of sight. Amen. All right, and then we do that a couple times. So let's try that all the way through. God is good. God is great. And we thank God for our food. We're going to thank God in the morning, noon, and night. We're going to thank our God because God's out of sight. Amen. 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 Anybody willing to teach another one? Dave, I know you've got, Dave and Vicki, you have a couple, don't you? That's all right. How about, uh, <laughs> you're both blank. Uh, anybody got one? There. Randy, come on, come on up here. <laughs> All right, son, you got to get up here too. Teamwork. You're, which one's the circle? Which one's the X? <laughs> yeah. Good to me, and so I thank them for giving. There you go. That's what I'm talking about. <laughs> Nicole? You got, you know the... Adam's family? Come on. One. I, I know, do you know the Jaws one? We could do... So God is... God is... God is, God is, God is good and God is great and so we thank God for our food. Amen, 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 amen. Yeah, that's, that's an easy way. What's the, what's the one you were talking about? Superman. Yeah, come on, we can do Superman. It's like, thank you, God. Right? Oh, well, you come do the actions for me. One more, anybody? Want to give it a try? We have, I was trying to think. Oh, yeah, this is this one.
right, well, we'll ask those who are coming forward to help with Holy Communion, if you could come this way. Do we have anybody? Dave and Vicki, I need, oh, I got Danielle, and looks like maybe Joan. And since our prayer ministry, uh, we, the Stevens ministry, we don't have the bench since it's up over here. So, here we go. So sometimes we look at this bread symbolically, but I want us this time to just take it literally. Bread's an important ministry. And if we can learn to break it just like that little boy and share it with the world, the whole world can be a better place. Amen? And likewise, as we pour this cup, we think how, I want you to think this time about water, the simple gift of a well of clean water in this world can literally save millions of lives. May this water save yours, and as we learn to share it, share access to it, may it save the world. And all the people said, Come forward, if you're able. So we're, as we gather uh, as a community and we're fed now, we, we hopefully we've got a chance to talk to each other and, and know some of our needs, our joys, and our concerns. Um, so are there anybody who'd like to be prayed over today? You want to come on up? <laughs> Tawny. Everybody say hi, Tawny. <laughs> so Tawny, what's going over in your life? 
goodness. Lost, I hold up. So in Vacation Bible School, we have a little song we sing, so you can sing after me. Her name is Tawny. She's one of God's creations. She's good, good, good. Oh, yeah. She's great, great, great. Praise God. And will you pray with me? Gracious and loving God, may you touch Tani's heart and give her strength. I know it's hard. We get all these things that just pile up on us and it feels like everything's going the wrong way. And just help her to find where your current and your love is flowing, to get into that flow so she can feel your presence and your strength. May we all surround her with love and help her continue to keep going. We pray all this in Jesus' name. Amen. And we have a joy here, too. We've got Anna Lee here for the first time. Um, she had to take a test to get in the building. No. <laughs> no. Well, tell us a little bit, uh, you guys, just a little bit of how long has, have we had this little one in our lives? <laughs> you'll, later on, you'll see that as, boy, I missed that. <laughs> All right, and, and uh, so it's Anna Lee, right? So let's say, uh, sing after me. Her name is Anna. She's one of God's creations. She's good, good, good. Oh, yeah. Good, good, good. She's great, great, great. Praise God. Great, great, great. Praise God. All right, and let's pray for this whole family. Gracious and loving God, we thank you for Anna and the wonderful and loving family she has around her. Help us all to surround her as well so she will always know that she has a place in this world and in this church and in our hearts. In Jesus' name we pray. <laughs> all right, anybody else wants prayers? Okay. Ah. Oh, goodness. Wow. Nice. Wow. So Kyle, right? And what's your mother's first name? Alma. Alma? E or A? Alma. Okay. So, uh, well, let's just do Tracy. I like to sing. Her name is Tracy. I just like to sing the song. Her name is Tracy. She's Tracy. She's one of God's creations. She's good, good, good. Oh, yeah. Good. She's great, great, great. Praise God. Great, great, praise God. She needs help always. Okay. All right. Let's let's now stand and we'll sing together the Lord's Prayer together. You can hold hands if you'd like or extend. Think about that circle and that X, those folks out there that don't have enough food, that are hungry for fellowship, meaning in their lives, which includes all of us. And let's pray together. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. Thine is the kingdom, the power, glory forever. Amen. Let's sing. Now, if you'd stay standing, let's sing our final hymn together. In my wrestling, in my doubts, 
in my failures you won't walk out your great love will lead me through you are the peace in my troubled sea whoa you are the peace in my troubled sea darkness I will follow you oh my lighthouse my lighthouse I will trust the promise you will carry me safe to shore your truth will hold your great love will lead me through you are the peace in my troubled sea wall you are the peace in my troubled sea my lighthouse my lighthouse shining in the darkness i will follow you home my lighthouse my lighthouse I will trust the promise you will carry me safe to shore. troubled sea wall. You are the peace in my troubled sea. My lighthouse, my lighthouse, shining in the darkness. I will follow you all. My lighthouse, my lighthouse, I will trust the promise. I think we have a food truck full.